And now it's time for another thrilling episode with our guys here at Speakeasy Sports. You guys are archaeologists, like internet archaeologists. Your source for slightly inappropriate and rarely PC sports news, pop culture, and all things in between. Speakeasy Sports. So many naked models, I was I, I didn't know what to do. Welcome It's finales night, boys. And we're back with another filling episode of Speakeasy Sports on this wonderful Game of Thrones series finale. I'm Brian. I got Brendan and Sean with me today. What's going on, boys? Hey. Hello. Hello. We Hello, got everyone. We got the whole gang here. Present. Present and accounted for. Our sound engineer scratching herself downstairs somewhere. But we'll make do. Dave? Dave scratching himself downstairs. <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. <laughs> He's scratching himself somewhere, and it's probably downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a modicum of truth to that. <laughs> I didn't even realize what I was doing when I said it. But we're back. It's, uh, it's good to have the whole crew together uh, back again. We're in the uh, multi-million dollar uh, recording studio. And uh, that's really all I got. We got a lot of food going. The house smells nice. Got some beef stew going. We got some some and that malt wine. Some mold wine going. We got a little bit. Of that. I say malt. It's, it's mold. You did say malt. Uh, I yeah. was whatever. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. It's all the same. It's wine with shit in it. But yeah. after a few glasses of it, you won't give a shit what I'm saying. Yeah, anyway. It's no. it's it's wine that tastes and smells like Christmas, <laughs> and or Hanukkah if that's your thing. You know, yeah. we don't we don't judge here. Yeah, we don't want to exclude anybody. It's got all kinds of flavors, <laughs> and it is delicious. You could taste the rainbow when you have some of the mold wine. This is Tyrion's mold wine tonight. I'm I'm nervous, and it's made from scratch. I'm nervous because I'm just letting it sit and and kind of just simmer on its own down there. Give it a little pat in the ass. Said, see in 45 minutes after this podcast is uh, done. If the floor starts feeling hot, we know that there's a problem. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you didn't forget the uh, apple cider vinegar, did you? I, I did not. I did not forget the apple cider vinegar. Okay, all wonderful. Right. We got all taken care of. We're back, and we're we're here to talk mostly Game of Thrones. So if you are listening, this serves as your spoiler warning. Enjoy. We are going to have spoilers and some some very very wrong takes. On what's going to happen going forward in Game of Thrones. Mostly right takes. I'm pretty confident in our I'm ability hoping, to predict the outcome of this episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident in our ability to pick, but I hope that we don't. We didn't just go back down to just Casey that listens, because me doing it by myself last week... Ah, you did a fair job. I, uh, I was uh, out of commission, so listening to the... Uh Listening to the spoilers before the, uh, or not spoilers, but the, the takes before the show was uh, was mildly entertaining. Did you listen to it before you watched? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I pretty much was, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't for, for those of you who aren't, you know, you know, directly talking to me on a daily basis, I was uh, in bed, basically bedridden. Uh, mostly, it, I just couldn't go outside. I had shingles. It was kind of shitty. You said it, not me. Uh, Sean had herpes, so. Basically. <laughs> basically. Legit, that's what shingles is. Um, yeah. Just a different name because science it, it just likes to use the same name. Mm. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, no. Nah, but I, I got caught up on a lot of TV and I had a lot of opportunities to sit back and watch and rewatch episodes of Game of Thrones, things that I might have missed in the past. So, well, let's start with last week. Yeah. Well, actually, let's start with some liquid courage. We got we got drink first. I don't think I don't think we've yet gotten it where we've all said hey and somebody didn't I say forgot. yeah. I forgot. I forgot for a second. Dead <laughs> yeah. serious. Oh, I haven't like been here in a while and I had to sit there and rethink what I was doing. Yeah. Guilty as charged. You want to say yeah, 
but as we've been instructed by Andy, who made the song, he is the it's, he's hey. the artist of mention. So. Well, it's not just like the fact that that he's instructing us. Like if you listen to it, that's actually what it says. Oh. It, it says "Hey" in the song. It does, yeah. So, but that was me, uh, guilty as charged. I said, "Yeah," in the first one, and I quickly got my shit together. <laughs> Yes, you did. What are you boys drinking? Looks like you got some Deschutes. Deschutes, fresh squeezed IPA. I think we've done this one on the cast before. It's just an easy, you know, you go to the liquor store. These are going to usually going to be there. We're hey. opening plenty of fancy beers later, so. It's a solid IPA for a lower price. Yeah. I'm, I'm drinking yeah. Stella. IPAs, I'm drinking good. Stella. Not just because somebody who doesn't, like, clearly doesn't know what my beer style of choice is brought me Stella's, but just because I'm kind of a pussy and I, I, I got some cooking left to do. We got some people coming over, and it's going to be a heavy. Uh, Stella's not a bad. It's going to be a heavy night. It's not a bad. It's a heavy night. So, cheers, boys. Cheers. Clink. Drinking out of bottles because we're classy fuckers. Classy as fuck. Yeah. So, we got the music going here. First off what, and foremost, what the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? I'm happy you're here, Sean, because you and I have yeah. had some conversations, and you're not wrong in any in any way, shape, or form. And Brendan and I have disagreed on things too. But I'm happy it's not just me. Although I did bat like I think I think I was like hitting a solid 700 during my predictions. You did pretty well. I was close on some of them, which I'll count. Like the hound facing his fears of fire, he technically did. He, yeah, he, he pushed he took his the brother into and, the fire, who had pushed him into the fire. Well, yeah. and he's circle. running into you know a fucking destroyed castle with flames all over the fucking place. So and like what the fuck? Like you couldn't have that conversation between the hound and Arya, like. <laughs> I don't know, like maybe on the King's Road before you like get into the map room and you're like, hey, you probably maybe, shouldn't come Maybe, but with. in all fairness, he probably didn't know they are going to be walking into it while it was crumbling and bricks were falling from the ce- sure. ceiling. So at that point, he knew if you climb these stairs, which by the way, what is that, a 200-story building? building? It's, it, yeah, with everything that it looks like with the dragon flying by, it's got to be, yeah, it's... I don't know. There, how there, there could be are. a whole episode of just watching them walk down or up the stairs to get to the top or the bottom. No, I, they, they always bypass that so quickly. <laughs> so I thought the same thing. Like, okay, so why is he even? Why is he even allowing her to come to King's Landing if he's just going to tell her to back off? But I think the the difference is, he never really explains to her what he's going there for. And when they get to that point, he realizes the stairs are, are leading up to Cersei and the mountain, and so he realizes that that's a one way course. Like he's going up there. He's either coming back completely destroyed, or he's going to kill his brother. So let's kind of look at the last episode. So we start, we get Varys, uh, first person we see on screen, and he's writing his letters to send off. And then he has that conversation with his little bird where he's basically, she's telling him that the queen won't eat, which is serving us both, I guess, as, as some foreshadowing for what was to come. But also, like, if you if you think about it, like, it was legit. Like, Varys was trying to poison. Oh, yeah. Trying to poison Danny. Yeah. Um, we'll get to it later. Some people actually believe that he was successful. And that he might be the one that ends up killing Danny when she dies of the poison. We'll get to that later, I guess. But a delayed reaction to the poison, or, yeah. per, or mm. perhaps maybe the maybe he was poisoning her, and maybe that's what led her to go crazy. I don't know. I mean, that's just a th- I'm throwing that theory out there, but it is totally possible. So we get him. It looks like he was able to get off a couple ravens um, before he has to burn the letter. Well, when, yeah, because at, sure? at the beginning, yeah, you know, because at the at the first scene when he's talking to her, he has six scrolls sitting on the table, and he's writing the seventh. And when they cut and they come back in the in the uh, what is what's the name of the army the unsullied, when the unsullied comes into the room, he is finishing up one scroll, but there's no more scrolls on the table. Right. So he sent so the others. He's off. had those have had yeah. to leave at some point. So. So he get him. Uh, he gets caught, 
because Tyrion uh, ratted on him, like yep. straight up. There's no other way around it. Uh, Tyrion is the Whitey Bulger of Game of Thrones, and he will probably get beaten with batteries in a sock when he gets put in prison because snitches get stitches. <laughs> and I think that's the whole theme of He's this show. He's the Edward Snowden to the government. <laughs> <laughs> so the I, Chelsea Man- Manning, I, or uh, uh, Clinton, Chelsea, what, what's her name? Chelsea, Chelsea Manning. Is it Chelsea? You were right. Yeah. yeah. I think that I think that Tyrion giving up varies. Like he he realizes that the ship is sinking, right? And it's not. I don't think this was like a save yourself moment. I think it was more of the like this this guy's going. One of the, one of two things is going to happen. This guy's going to kill the queen before we can even get anything going, and Cersei's going to still be the queen of the Iron Throne, or they're going to think that I'm involved with it somehow. So he had to he had to toss that guy under the bus. Well, not only that, like Varys, my dude, yeah. like if you're going to be committing treason like that, maybe just like not openly talking treason on a beach to yeah. I don't know the queen's lover <laughs> might not be a good idea. Yeah, but John wouldn't. You know, that's the thing is that kind of John gave a nod to that. He's not going to toss him under the bus. He's just he says he's our queen or she's our queen. So yeah, it, it bothers. So my my favorite character all along has been Tyrion, mm-hmm. and I don't like what they've done to him. They, no. they basically made him a bumbling fool. And getting Varys killed, and then later we'll probably get to, but essentially no, we can speed Jamie, it up. I was just essentially getting that's Jamie what we start with too. He keeps making these disastrous mistake after another. But to your point, Sean, I do agree that he was saving himself, knowing that he could be thrown under the bus himself. So might as well get Varys out of the way. And they did have that disagreement about whether you follow Daenerys, as they both agreed to do. And now Varys has turned on that and. And Tyrion, his character is holding on to hope. He's still holding on to hope that Daenerys will be the rightful and the justice queen, or the just queen, and that his sister, there's still some kinship there. And Absolutely. He's, he's Which we wrong. see later, too, with the, with the kinship of this family. So Varys gets burned to a crisp by Drogon. Check that box. At least I'm proud of myself for that one. Was that not the coolest scene? That was well. Not only that, but like the way that Drogon just slowly comes. That's in, what I mean. It looks like Drogon himself, not just Danny, because we have seen Danny just like look on in just pure awe and almost like spectacle. Like when when Viserys got the golden crown. Like every time she uses the fire and kills people, like she has that look on her face, right? Like she just loves burning shit. Yeah. But Drogon looked like he was thoroughly enjoying his role as the executioner. Oh, yeah, oh, he's yeah. a dragon. <laughs> well, Drogon, <laughs> Drogon, Drogon, this whole entire season has had like a shit-eating grin on his face. Well, totally. And not only that, like not the memeable moments where he's like, yo, that's my fucking mom that right. you're uh, trying to fuck right in front of me right now. But I think more importantly, like Drogon is to Danny as the mountain is to Cersei. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's yep. pretty clear cut. And so what do we get? We get the end of episode five right there's seven or six this it was the end of episode five. five it's coming up six yeah, six okay so at the end of episode four we had the mountain behead masandi yeah yeah and then at the beginning of this episode we had danny use her executioner drogon yeah. Yeah. to just just i mean it just sucks because we don't get any corn nuts you know because he doesn't have any balls we could have had some <laughs> oh, corn nuts there so he dies and then we get they start basically talking about the bells um Chekhov's bells as as reddit yeah. has has called them but Tyrion has this whole plan, and when these bells ring, which bell, by the way, when you translate it to Italian and Spanish, it's campana. I'm just saying. Oh, just wait oh, for nice. the campanas. <laughs> Those and, bells failed, by the way. I sure yeah, you want to. So well, not only that, that but like <laughs> yeah, bad bells. What is that? What does that bode for like my family in the sense that like bells are a, now a, a, a sign of surrender? Like campanas are a sign of surrender. Like if, if the campanas are there, you're. <laughs> 
it's well, over. I, I was, you know, reading up, some and then stuff. you get killed anyway. There's, apparently. there's several <laughs> times they talk about ringing the bells in Surrender, and like one of them was, uh, was what's his face, uh, Sir Davos, and he's like, right. I've never heard bells meaning anything about Surrender. So somebody was, somebody was saying that that might have been something that was set up by Tyrion. It might have been set up by Varys too. Like, you know, it might have been like a joint effort in order to try to to save the city, save the people, but also kind of get them in there without having much violence going on and save his sister, maybe save Cersei. But I don't know. dude. Yeah. It was a uh, Tyrion was like all about that bell's life because I, 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 he, he told Jamie, he told Dabo, he, wanted to rock yeah. the bells. he, he, he told John so many times. It was basically, I think in my opinion, telling us it's not going to work. So yeah, it was like foreshadowing it. It was yeah. for sure in a way. And so we have that. And then we have the unsullied stand outside the gate with John and the northerners. And they're just like fucking waiting. And then the war happens, and basically Danny destroys King's Landing all on her own. Like all their defenses are toast. Yeah, we we have this army. We got the you know the Northerners. We've got the Unsullied. We got we got these guys sitting out there. Yeah, fuck it. We don't need them. All this time Danny spent yeah, on building not. an army to bring across the Westeros. Like I don't know, girl. You had those three dragons. Should've Why don't you just flown three dragons over? Let them eat Dothraki over there. Uh, <laughs> you know, across the the narrow sea, and then just bring three dragons over and fuck shit up, and it's over. And I get why she's pissed because I think that's what initially she wanted to do, but all her people kept steering her away from that. Right. John, Tyrion many yep. times, Varys, everybody was steering her away from doing what she probably should have just done in the beginning. And she wasn't quite as mad. She probably wouldn't have destroyed the whole town. She would have gone after the Red Keep, taking care of that. Right. And you could have handled that a long time ago. And, and one thing that, that I'm, I'm really happy, and I mentioned it last week, um, that I was missing you two guys here to talk about it, because Sean and I share very different opinions um, on on how this season has run, and we'll get into that later, but this was a big moment where they had to make a decision. So you've got the Lannister army lays down their swords as they're staring at John, and like, what the fuck? Like, Davos has pushed out of every single fucking fight, this entire show, and he's just like walking through the streets of King's Landing with a knife or a, a sword in his hand. Like, what are you going to do with that on the, sword? On the front line right there, too. He's, like, dragging around. I, I bet he couldn't even lift it up like Sam. <laughs> couldn't even lift it up. Well, he's missing fingers. So, he is. I mean, he is. How do you even grip that thing? Yeah, but, I don't know. But he's, like, so they're staring at the Lannister army, and the Lannister army men, like, throw down their, their weapons, and then you hear all the townsfolk, like, begging, like, like, ring the bells, ring the bells, please ring the bells, please just ring the bells. And then the bells ring. And Danny looks like she's having a seizure for about 30 to 45 seconds, it felt like. And then she she's says, doing that, "She's doing that heavy pant. Like it was really kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Have you slowed it Where's down? One of her Have hands? you slowed it down and turned up the volume on it? Because no. all you can hear the whole time is <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> it's like the it was the most like subtle form of foreshadowing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> John, I am your auntie. <laughs> so she sees these bells and she loses her fucking shit. Well, I don't think it's I don't so." So that's what I was reading too. Is a lot of people are sitting there saying like, she hears the bells, she sees the bells, she realizes that she's won, but it sets her off because maybe it like reminds her of when she was escaping as a child or whatever. I think it was the there. wombo combo because they made a point of showing her just staring at the red keep as she's like convulsing. I think that's. I think that that. If you want my opinion on what what turned Danny into the Mad Queen, she comes over. You know, she's got these these lofty ideals that she's going to take over and take the take the Iron Throne and. She's going to basically free the people from tyranny, right? right? Right. And her whole entire story arc, you know, she slowly but surely becomes more and more of, or less and less of this innocent woman. 
with these lofty ideas and more of a military-minded person. And then also beyond military, more of a cold-hearted person. Right. Right? She, I mean, she kills Cal Drogo, basically, just because she she realizes that he's weak by the by the poison and, and comes back. Like she's killed plenty of people when it makes sense to her, right? Right. And she comes over, follows falls in love with John, lets John take her to fight this battle in the north, decimates her army, loses two of her dragons, loses Jorah the Explorer, loses Melisandre. Rest in power. Or not Melisandre, but... Uh, Masande. Masande. Yeah, sorry. Loses her. So she's basically lost all of her friends. If you think about it, her only true friend in this world right now is Grey Worm. Correct. And Grey Correct. Worm is fucking furious. Fucking bloodthirsty right. Grey Worm. So the one person that you trust... The one person that you actually trust that you you like that scene in the in the end of the battle of uh, the Winterfell yeah she's looking through the crowd she's all by herself tucked in a corner and she's not she, she has nobody there with her right so she's looking at Tyrion and Jamie sitting at the table laughing it up Yoka <laughs> and she doesn't trust Jamie so no. now she doesn't trust Tyrion she's got John having a good old time with the giants or the the wildlings giants built giants milk but. Mm-hmm. We'll be drinking some of that later. But uh, she's looking at these people and she's all by herself. And that, in that one scene, it kind of was foreshadowing, I think, a lot of things, too, because she's by herself. She realizes she can't trust anybody. And so the only people she can trust is Masanda and Grey Worm. Well, take that one step further. I mean, over, you know, in Marine, like she was a fucking savior. Uh, they worshipped her because she freed them she was the breaker of chains like they legit worshipped her and then she came over and Westeros does not like outsiders period and they already hate her family in general right right. but like she now is like she's had that taste of being loved and and now it's like everything she's done like her instinct says just take the fucking dragons to the red keep and go burn shit and fuck Cersei over and take the throne but her all of her advisors Jorah included Jorah the Explorer I just love that. That's great. That's, that's I love it. I love it. All the time. And uh, but Jorah, you know, and and Tyrion. Tyrion is like my well, god. So, so the only person that is now, if you think about it, the only person that is basically trying to keep her from killing all these people is Tyrion. I mean, John too, but John that that that's muddled storyline because they've got the shit going on in the back, right? Right. So. Tyrion is the only one that is this right-minded person trying to keep her, keep her sane. So is Masande, right? Masande gets her head cut off. Tyrion is like, a, and I agree with you. I think they've they've fucked his character this season. A bumbling idiot. She doesn't know whether to trust him because he's got ties back to the Lannisters still, who she's trying to battle. So who does she have to rely on? Nobody. She has to rely on her own judgment. And right now, her judgment is nobody loves me. I don't give a shit about these people anymore. And just like I said last week in that solo podcast, before I let you take this, Brennan, um, like that was a direct message from Asandi to da- to do- to Daenerys. Like when when she was about to get her head fucking cut off, like she knew. Like that's why she told her Dracarys, like just fucking burn them all, burn them all. Like go take what is rightfully yours, uh, kind of. <laughs> if you take John out of the picture, what her entire life she's believed is hers. But I don't know. Like it's Brennan. What, what, what's your What's your opinion okay, on this? So when they when they chopped off Masande's head, that made it extra personal for for Grey Worm and for Daenerys. Sure. So you saw when 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 King's Landing had lost, you saw Grey Worm chuck the spear at the the head of the 
uh, the leader of the Lannister army. Yeah, yep. leader of the Lannister army. And then Danny looks at the Red Keep, looks at that big tower where he, she knows Cersei's at. And Cersei, and she, she had commented before that Cersei believes their weakness, which will be their demise, is that they have uh, compassion. Cersei believes that our weakness is our mercy, I believe was the exact yes, line. Their mercy. So to make her point, like, because Cersei made it personal, I'm not only going to kill you, but I'm going to kill everybody in King's Landing because you think I'm not capable of I doing I believe that. her exact line that she used was, I'm going to rip her out root and stem. Well, what's the root of a ruler? That's their subjects, right? Yeah, their people. So, like, she went through and just started fucking just burning people big time, going through. Aaron Rodgers, apparently in there somewhere. I've watched that episode four times now. Cannot find Aaron Rodgers. He, he's one of the guys when, when they're uh, at the standoff. He's one of the guys next to the... Not true. Are you sure? He has come out and said that he was a peasant in Flea Bottom, and there was a guy that was with him. So he's basically, as as Cersei's burning the city... He's in the in the background. There's one of the named actress. I think it's Arya, but I keep watching it and I'm not positive. You said Cersei, but as Danny's burning the city. Excuse me. Yes, yes. As Danny's burning the city, and he basically is in the back. He's like helping a woman, like trying to help her, and then says "fuck this" and runs. People have thought okay. it's him that the guy that ran around the corner and got burnt, not Aaron Rodgers. People have seen somebody that looked like Aaron Rodgers without a beard on the wall in the Lannister army, not him. Okay, people, the, well, the reason people I- thought he was standing outside with the Golden Company, not him. Like he posted a picture of himself. With his peasant hat on, he had a full beard, and he still has that beard. So it's impossible for him just to have that go away and come back. May real have, quick. They, I mean, it, it, he may have just been sitting in the background in a, in, in a scene where it's moving so fast. It's very likely it. his scene got cut. It's possible too. The, the, that could be because the reason I, I said it was he was on the front line there is because the article I saw showed a picture and he was like the third guy and you could see his face and that was him. Are like, you talking about the, the guy standing on the wall as archers? No, no. When, when they're facing off with John and Grey Worm. Yeah, mm-hmm. when they had thrown down their yeah, swords. Yeah, because he's not a soldier. I'll show you the picture when we're done, and we can bring it up again when we do our, our post. But okay. just so you can see it, like they, he posted a picture of what his costume was, and I can't find him. I, I've been looking. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, so Danny true. goes through and, and wipes out the city, um, and then we have... Arya. Do you guys want to do the, the Arya, the hound thing first, or do you want to do the... Let's, do, let's start there. Let's yeah. go in order. So Arya, you know, is, is basically is told by the hound, like, listen, you need to get the fuck out of here. And we saw her in the Battle of Winterfell. Like, she's afraid of death. Like, she's absolutely afraid of death. She killed death itself, but she's afraid of death. And then we have what we've been waiting for this entire fucking time, which was Cleganebowl. And that was total fan service. That was... They did that for us. And I respect them for that. And it was goddamn brilliant. Like, I loved that. So let's look at Kalimbic Clegane Bowl for a second, right? <laughs> the helmet came off. Check that box. I at least got that. Yep. Well, you got fucking Kyber and getting thrown to the ground in the funniest death. Yeah, of Game just of dispatched yeah. quickly. <laughs> just dis- Frankenstein's monster killed Frankenstein yes. so fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the whole thing, there were two. Was the awkward Cersei yes. evacuation maneuver? That was right. a little comic relief. That was awesome. She's like, so you two, okay? And she's just sauntered out just kind of snuck away and then after after the hound stabs the mountain in the eye and he just is like he's like he's like just fucking die and he has that laugh right before he gets like lifted up and choked his eyes poked through (laughs) apparently eye because it looked like both of them were getting in there yeah it looked like there was blood coming from both but then he was still able to see he was able to see his window of opportunity which i still do not see how he saw that window of opportunity because he went through a fucking stone wall right to take him out right that was just conveniently set up that he could get right through it that was bizarre also the dragon's fire kept blowing through stone wall is that possible 
Oh, I mean, absolutely. of all the footage I've seen of dragons in real life. Well, think about it. Think about it from <laughs> Never this seen sense. them be able to blow through well, a stone wall. Uh, time and, and other things in this series uh, are not treated in a scientific sense. But let's look at this from a scientific sense. A dragon that is flying at that velocity and then throwing that fire out, I absolutely... The moment that would be the thing that I'd be like, whoa, is that even possible? Is when they came through and legit just wiped the Golden Company off the face of the earth. Like, little bitch-ass Harry Strickland... Like oh, they, yeah. when she comes through the wall with that dragon, bananas! Like absolutely bananas yeah. when she comes through. I, I mean, you've seen it. They've you've seen it in the past. Like the, the the dragons have blown up ships and shit like that, and like shredded shredded things before. So I mean, I, think about it this way: the during the battle of Winterfell in the Long Night or whatever, the ice dragon blew through a wall to let the people in. So I mean, we've seen it. I. I I also had the same thought though, because like when that dragon's flying around the the Red Keep, it's just like shredding through and knocking down towers. I'm like, okay, that it seems a little bit much, but I don't know. I I, I liked the I liked the Clegane Bowl. I think, like you said, it's fan ser- fan service. They're just paying us off for that. But that was fan service that was done correctly. Yeah. Like I love yes, that. I, I agree. So let's go to Jamie and Cersei because this is a big point of contention for a lot of people. Um, Jamie, uh, Euron just magically appears after getting his whole fucking fleet just eviscerated. Uh, this so, magically right, right so, at the right so spot. We're, so Jamie, we're, we're skipping over because so Jamie, you know, is trying to get into the Red Keep through the people. Did you get a? Uh, did you get right, a waving total his gold hand. waving his golden hand? When I watched him doing that, soja, soja, with his hand up in the air, I totally got a vibe of Wayne and Garth in Wayne's World, like showing off their backstage oh, passes. Kinda, yeah. Hey, well, so open the door for one more. So he's trying to get in, you know, through the people and realizes he can't do it. And he then quickly goes to Tyrion's. Hey, there's a you know there's a path that goes all the way through the through the bottom. Which, by the way, if we knew about this path, I don't know why Tyrion didn't just send Arya up there to fucking you know assassinate you know one shot the the queen. But he well, goes, he, he might have if she didn't bail on on the whole. Oh, that's true. That's uh, true. If she left and didn't, didn't go to the King's yeah. King's Road or whatever. But uh, yeah, so. He goes and finds the he goes and finds the tunnel that you know Tyrion escaped through when he killed his father, you know, and, and got in a little dinghy and took off. And that's where he runs into Euron. Yeah. Jesus. He's like the luckiest person and unluckiest person in the world. You know what though? It's like the way they took Euron from like a I guess the only living person ever that's killed a dragon would be the right way to say that. Um the way he took him from like a dragon killer into like a it's all about my, my my own legacy that fight scene was pretty fucking cool i really I, liked that i a lot of people were kind of commenting on that i think if you think if you look at euron's story from when he showed up in the iron islands to you know to the to the end basically it's always been about status for him right killed his brother to become the king or the lord or whatever he basically destroyed destroyed navies and stuff like that to gain Cersei's attention. Well, not just gain Cersei's attention, gain political prisoners so he could fuck the shit out of Cersei. Go. Right. And she so, she liked what he was putting down. Well, so kind of. Or it, so she says. Right. That scene that scene where she, you know, tells him that she's pregnant, like was kind of the, one of the more awkward things I think I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I think that w- we all saw that coming. But that scene, that scene was dope. Um Jamie somehow some way is just like able to take like fucking 10 stabbings and still walk up a giant massive yeah, flight of stairs that, that, yeah but he gets to cersei and in a way i was right he died with cersei but he gets up there and then the building collapses um and i want to come th- immediately back to this let's just finish the episode 
Dust settles. Bran comes to rescue Arya because I, I swear to fucking God, that horse, Harry Strickland's horse, was being worked into by Bran to get Arya the fuck out of there. I didn't think about that, but yeah. I, I think that's that. 100%. And then we see Arya riding off, you know, and, and you know, fade to credits, right? Mm-hmm. I want to go straight into it, Sean, because you and I have talked about this. Um, uh, uh, differing opinions. I personally believe that the way they did the killing of Jamie and Cersei was poetic. Um, they came into this, this world together. And they died together. It kind of fulfilled the Valonqar prophecy, because she did die with with her siblings' hands around her neck. Now, granted, it was in a loving embrace, but Jamie, Jamie could never get rid of. He wanted to love Brienne, and he honestly did love Brienne, in my opinion. Uh, but he just he had to kick this Cersei thing first, and he always had to keep. You know, every time I try and leave, something keeps bringing me back. Me back. It, he had to. He had to go back. But the literally, I, I've defended Cersei until she beheaded Masandi. Um, everything she'd ever done was for her family. And literally the house that she always was going out of her way to protect, no matter what the cost, no matter how vile she had to be, literally came crawling or crumbling down on her. And I thought that was poetic in a way. Now, I know you believe that Cersei got off too easy with Jamie. Well, so, yes and no. So, I... I kind of agree with you that if you're going to do it in that moment, that that's 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 a you know, touching way to do it. The the you know Jamie and Cersei both dying with the you know together is is was ultimately what was going to happen. My my big argument about this whole season is how they've how they've treated most of the characters. We talked about it with Tyrion. They made him a bumbling idiot. Maybe tonight we get paid off. Maybe something. Maybe that that story arc changes for the better. But the Jamie Lannister thing, I wasn't hoping that he would be with with Brienne Tart. What I was seeing is his progression from being a man who a man who killed the king and was guilty for it. Like he felt he felt remorse for doing it. And lived this life of basically being the the most untouchable warrior, being humbled by the fact that he was not the most untouchable warrior, losing his hand, and then basically losing everything that made him a Lannister. Go up to the north to fight with the people that he had been fighting against pretty much his whole entire life. And he regained like his his uh humanity, I guess you could say. Just basically all that wiped away. And why why did like why even have him go to the north? Why even have him do any of the stuff that he did? Why I not think, just stay in the castle the entire time? I think that it was more of like a uh uh good people still do bad things. Um they want to be good but they can't. Brandon, what do you think about well, that? Well, okay, remember he explained this in an episode when he killed the uh the mad king. He said he did it to defend the people. Right. So he did a noble thing, even though he was guilty of killing the king. Stabbed him in the back, or however he did it. But he did it for the good of the people. But he lived the next so many years, people hating him for that and not knowing the truth, calling him the mad or you know, the The mad king killer, the king slayer. He got bitter. If I can draw a sports reference into here, this is a sports podcast. Yeah. It reminded me of when LeBron James joined the Miami Heat. Dwayne Wade, everybody loves Dwayne Wade. Good guy, great basketball player, good father, very uh, altruistic with his spare time. I'm getting really tired of the Peloton commercials, but continue. All right, but either way, (laughs) he spent the next year kind of becoming a little petulant. Sure. Because he got all that hatred towards LeBron, he got the, the back spray of it. Yeah, I, I guess and what did I guess he do a, wrong? I guess a little bit with Dwayne Wade is is they before we go back to full Game of Thrones with game, with Dwayne Wade they said he won the first one because of Shaq and he won the next couple because of LeBron. 
But I get it. I completely agree with that reference. I absolutely could see that 100%. Jamie Lannister. <laughs> Jamie Lannister, the one thing he could not get rid of was his last name. And I believe right. Tyrion's in that same boat. I, I think a big motif after we're done, all said and done tonight, I think a big motif is at the end of the day, family is what's most important and your birthright and your, your status is, is you can't change. I mean, you can try, but you can't. Because that would explain why they made Danny go crazy so fast. That it would, because they did a really poor job of setting that up. Um, Sean and I disagreed a lot about the writing um, this season specifically. When I saw the entry, the the opening of the last episode, and it was them montaging. They basically were using the previously on Game of Thrones to set up their Danny is going crazy. We didn't really get that on screen, right? We got her by herself for like two. That kind of irked me a little bit. I mean, they've done all the setup on it, you know, but it's like how fast they accelerated right. it. Do you well, think but that's but that's that goes back to kind of where I was where I was getting at is it, it just feels like they've taken these these uh, these in, I don't want to say intense. They've taken these in-depth story arcs that they've been building for years, Ar- like artistically brilliant story arcs. And. It just seems rushed. Everything. I'm not the only person that said that. It's factually correct. No, it definitely is. It's factually it seems, it's It fact. seems like they're, they they basically realized, well, first of all, they were offered 10 episodes and they denied 10. So I'm a little pissed off that if you're, if you're going to deny 10, that you're going to rush through everything like you do. So you get six episodes, $90 million to do, to do this whole entire thing. And you've, you've been so good. And, and I want to point out, the two writers who did this, have also been part of the biggest battles that we've seen in this whole entire this whole entire seven seasons we've been watching. But and Miguel Zapochnik, the director, he's the he's the right. I mean, phenomenal. The, we've seen the, he two, the two biggest battles this season. We've we've seen the battles of the bastard. All these different battles we've seen. They've been part of the red wedding. I mean, they've been part of all these episodes that we all remember. Yep. So it's not like I'm I'm damning the writers because obviously they have talent. Sure. But it just seems like they were over it. Like absolutely, oh, absolutely. Hey, oh, I think we'll the cast. We'll give you, no, the cast seems like they're pissed off about the whole well, thing. For the cast, you're more invested because you have like you have legit been making your brain be that person. Well, you think about it, like Amelia Clark, she was nobody before this. Well, and Nicholas Walter Costow that plays Jamie has said that he he battled with them a lot. He's like, I just really don't think that's what Jamie because you spend all that time mm-hmm. as a character, mm-hmm. you know, getting well, into Varys, that. Varys, the guy who plays Varys, they they interviewed him after the after this episode, and he, they asked him, and he's like, well. Just like a lot of people who play in this in this show, I, and he's like, I never really understood it until now because obviously it just happened. I kind of took offense when I found out that that's what was happening to my character, and you know, it makes you feel like, did I do something wrong? But that's a side note. My my whole thing is, you know, you were offered ten episodes, you didn't take ten. Right. Okay. Fine. Then make something really good with the with the six episodes you got. I will agree. I I was one of the people that actually defended the long night. Because, oh, it's too dark. Well, turn the fucking lights off in your house, dumbass. Or like, turn up your brightness. They right. warned you that Whatever. it was meant for I us to see it. it that I way. had a good time with that. that I, loved it. I loved I it. Had, I had no problem with this last episode. My only problems necessarily would be how they've treated character storylines. And that's it. There's very little that I've actually been able to provide where it's like, hey, the writing's bad. That's one thing to say, right? But how do you fucking fix it? It's like going to your manager and being like, hey, this is fucking stupid that we have to do things this way. Take the, well, what's, take what's the, a better way to four, do it? Oh, I don't know. Take the four extra episodes. Well, I, think, I could tell you right there. Let's, let's take the same episode allotment we have, right? Rhaegal, right? Dies for no reason. Oh. It would be much easier for me to understand Danny losing her fucking shit if, let's say, in that moment when she perches... 
you know, there that Regal, without a rider, obviously, because John's in the streets, purchased there too. And then out of fucking nowhere, there's one scorpion left and just gets, gets that's Rhaegal. able to kill Regal, right. and that sets her to a rage. See, Something as simple as there's that. There's a lot of great stories. Like, I, I provide you, when you and I were talking about the Cersei and Jamie thing, I provided another one, right? So Euron's now stabbed. Jamie and, and obviously Jamie's going to die. I mean, he's bleeding out. He's, they've they kind of prolonged how long he probably actually could have survived. But right. you know, he gets to Cersei. Cersei is now becoming a human being because she's starting to cry and she's saying, you know, don't let me she's, die. Oh, you're bleeding. It's like, right. bitch, you hired Bronn to shoot him in the face with a crossbow. <laughs> right? Like she, she's now starting to show like humanity. She's starting to be able to like you know show emotion to people. They get down there and maybe maybe there's the the the, the pathways blocked off or whatever. But maybe Jamie finds a way to get her to that dinghy, and he lets her go. And I know you were you were saying, well, then you leave loose ends. There's going to be loose ends. I guarantee you that, that oh, we're, we're going to be pointing out things that, we, that were missed. You know, if if that were like his last moment and his last sign of love to his sister was basically giving his life to get her out of there, and then she disappears. Sure, I'm okay with that. So there's my suggestion. Like, suggest different writing. Yeah, I that's what I would say. But you. Denied four extra episodes. Don't just cut me short. Yeah. And I think they could have made extra because what were they? They're like an hour and twenty minutes each. Right now, yeah, all a, of them. A this couple one's of two. the episodes after like an hour, you're like, that eh, could have ended right there, and you could have had two extra episodes. Right. Yeah. Right. In that. Now, I, now I, I got to make one more point before we we move on. The one thing uh, of all the complaining we can do about this show and about how they've accelerated and changed storylines and didn't like this or that. One, I, I can forgive a lot of that. There's one thing that happened in last week's episode that pissed me off. The way the dragon just came in and destroyed the Navy? Yes, uh, but a specific... The way the, dra- the way the dragon just came in and destroyed the Golden Company? Yeah. <laughs> the, way the, okay. the way the dragon killed Between about 50,000 innocents? The way, the, way, the way that the scorpions on the wall didn't kill the dragon or fire one shot? The way yeah. that Jamie okay, after... No. Can, can, I, can, I, can I... I'm going to let you go. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Let's, let's mute Sean Nice Mics. It's Brennan's turn. Okay. All right, so I get the dragon comes down with the sun behind the dragon. So Euron didn't quite, like, is that a bird? What's going on? They weren't ready. Okay, she destroys that fleet a little too easily, mind you. But what pissed me off was after she destroys that fleet, she starts making her way to King's Landing and gets near the beach and the wall. Then they decide, okay, let's get the scorpions ready. Which right. was too late, obviously, because then she did, the dragon just comes and destroys the scorpions. What the fuck was that? Well, right. first off and well, foremost, no, I, I went on the rant before you started going because I was I ha- I basically went on a rant about this w- with Brian. So, start from the beginning. The dragon's flying in the sun, comes down, and Euron looks up, blocks the sun. Right? That's probably but a seagull. Even his, but even his navy is pulling the scorpions back. Right. And here's the deal. You're right. You're setting up for a battle. You've already sent the Golden Company to the front of the gate to be prepared because there's an army there. Prepare yourself for the other, but the other thing that you've, you've, you've fought in battle, a dragon, right? So all the scorpions should have been locked and loaded. Yeah, all fire at once and the dragon's dead. Right. And that's the thing. That easy. Not that's necessarily. We had, we no, had 12 ships. It, it was ships. that easy. We had 12 ships. It really ships. was that easy. We had 12 ships like going behind what looked like a hill that was apparently blocking the view of the dragon. Well, this was a but, reference to Harrenhal where where the dragon came straight down like right. over the top. Like that that was well, this no, no, was no. showing so, that Danny finally figured out like I don't know how to fucking strategize. You come straight down, those things can't shoot straight up in the air. Well, and I I got you. But she And the did, Lannister men in the wall did, she did are get all close. pussies. She They're did all get pussies close enough. But but the the guy said 
all right, man, the scorpions or whatever he said as as the dragon's almost there. And then they get on it and then they start turning it and ratcheting yeah, like, it up. Like, how are you not ready for this? They're Lannisters. They're, they're total pussies. Like, you the see, Lannisters lose fight after fight after fight in this show. So they're bumbling morons. They're, they're Tyrion they w- Lannisters. They, they would not be, they would not have King's Landing they're idiots. if they were that Look how Stupid. quick! Look well, how they quick! Had, they only had King's Landing. Cersei made a point of saying that the Lannister man would Lannister men would gladly give their lives for her, right? And they're just like, "Nah, bro. There's this dragon. We're done, right?" The Lannister men are pussies. I, I totally get that. I totally because what you have to do is you have to eliminate that all out right away. Bang! You have to set up. That's what they were doing. Let's get a. There's I, a lot. I, we we could go on for hours. We about this. we should rewatch that scene because if you. I'm it sorry, was, but if you bullshit. get that, that's it was bullshit. It was. Well, that's what I'm trying. That's what really I'm trying to say. Bad. This the the episode you before we're we're watching. You know, twelve ships come around a corner and they fire each one. So let's say 12, 12 shots and hit three shots. Right? You're telling me that the the navy that's sitting in that that bay is probably double that size. I think just by you know looking it over the eyes. And you got scorpions on the wall. And so let's say you have. 25 scorpions that are willing to fire at this dragon and not one person can hit this dragon <laughs> not one out of 20 yeah. that's like waiting to load your gun as as the army's storming the beach and they get to about 10 feet from you all right let everybody load your guns like it'll be it'd be like or like like you're in a, a wild wild west shootout and you wait till you turn around to put your bullets in yeah, the guy yeah. you're you're in a you're in a, a shootout with the guy at, at high noon, and, and you're standing there, and you realize, shit, I didn't put my bullets in my gun. So as we yeah, rec- as we yeah, record exactly. this episode, we are 33 <laughs> minutes away from the start of the finale of Game of Thrones. Do you guys have any big predictions for our final episode here? Uh, I think that Tyrion and Sansa survive. Um, I have a feeling that if they don't want to piss me off with the whole Tyrion thing that we were talking about. That Tyrion has been playing the fool because he's been trying to kind of play both sides. So Sansa's of, in cahoots and has gotten Tyrion to. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a necessary an agent trying to get like Daenerys like to be the Mad Queen. I, what I'm saying is, I think he he had the right intentions. He thought that his sister needed to be taken out. He and Daenerys could be there, and then he finds out about Jon Snow. That obviously clouds his judgment a little bit because his conversation with with Varys, you could tell he's like, please don't make me do this. Because he knows like Jon Snow would probably be the better king. I think that Tyrion and Sansa survive. Sansa becomes, you know, the queen of the north or whatever you want to call it, because there always has to be a Stark in Winterfell. Mm-hmm. And maybe Tyrion becomes the king. I don't know. Interesting. Brennan, you got one? Yeah, okay. So what's the next obstacle for Daenerys? Uh, or who? Uh, who? Jon well, Snow. She has to get killed by Jon Snow. Okay, but who... who okay, so she, she called it out to, to Tyrion. Or no, to Jon himself. She said Sansa's as guilty as anybody thing. for killing Varys. So she's most worried now about Sansa. Well, I think she hates the Stark. Well, Sansa now is, is currently the best at playing the Game of Thrones that is currently living, is Sansa Stark. Because she learned sure. from two of the yeah. best players of the game that there are, and that is Cersei Lannister and Littlefinger. Right. So, but so my point is, if we think Daenerys is going to get killed tonight, how and who? I John, think the, Jon I, Snow. I think the how is if she goes after Sansa, then Jon has no choice. But Sansa's in Winterfell, so like anything that relates to Sansa, I personally am, am just discounting. Because like are, are they're not just going to bring Sansa down from the north, so I think we'll see Sansa little bits and pieces maybe at Winterfell. We might see her in the epilogue, which is where I would think that that would happen. 
Um, I've got some crazy ideas. John's killing Danny. That's happening. Grey Worm is dying probably at the hands of Arya. We might see a face wearing with Grey Worm. Um, John's going to be really upset that he had to kill Danny. I think we're done with the face wearings, by the way. I don't know. You brought that up with the Night King and you brought it up with a couple other things. The one thing is, John John has never seen her do it. And I just think that's something that we haven't... I think that what's going to happen is the Unsullied are going to put Tyrion at trial. Tyrion is going to die. He's going to be executed for betraying Danny, which was a fucking setup. Like her telling Tyrion that Jamie been captured and that he was at exactly where on our frontline camp, whatever, blah, 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 blah. She knew what the fuck he was going to do. This was his final test and he yeah. fucking failed. Yeah. Um, Tyrion's toast. Grey Worm's toast. Jon's going to kill Danny. He's going to relinquish the throne. And I think we're going to see, you know, in that moment when they're trying to kill Danny, that the Iron Throne's going to get burned by Drogon. It's going to melt, right? We saw that. That's the payoff, I think, from season two where Danny saw the Iron Throne, but it was melted and she was walking through. Um, there, I don't think we're going to see a single person sit in the Iron Throne ever. Uh, the rest, I mean, in this episode at all. And so you're going to have, John is going to kill her. He's going to go isolate himself up north because he's so upset. He's going to rebuild the Night's Watch. And then I think we're going to have is a Republic. It's going to come out of it. You're going to have Sansa ruling in the north. You're going to have Gendry ruling the Stormlands. You're going to have Robin Aaron running the Vale. You're going to have Bronn running, you know, out of, uh, what's it? It's not, it's, uh, uh, High Garden. You're going to have, you know, you can just split it up, right? But you're going to have one overseer of that. And who's the best overseer? It's Bran Stark. Probably my least favorite character this season because um, they could have done so much more with him, made him so much more badass. Instead, he's just like an yeah. emo kid in a wheelchair. Yeah. But Bran Stark is going to be the leader of that because what better person is the person that can see everything? So he'd know everybody's motives. You're like going to have he, the new Prince of Dorne. But he also there. doesn't want it like John. All he wants is three square meals and wheelchair access to the nearest weirwood tree. <laughs> sure. But I, I, what what better way? What better can way? We this, can we get this AP or ADA approved over here? Yeah, please somebody. Shit. But so I think I think Bran is going to at the end of the day be the ruler. I think Sam's going to have a part in this. He might be his most trusted advisor. If they go with if they go with Bran the ruler, I'm fucking I'm losing it. Well, I'm it's done. I'm not talking about Bran the ruler per se. I'm talking about a a true democracy where he's just the one person I that's overseeing. See, it. So I could see something like that. But my my thought. I'll let you go first. But. My thought no, no, on it I, is a little bit different. Ahead. Okay, so I don't have anything. so my thought with the, the Tyrion and Sansa thing is is I said maybe he becomes a king, but I think that what ends up happening is now we've seen Danny go nuts. She is now going to turn on everybody. She's going to turn on John. She's going to turn on Tyrion. She's going to turn on Sansa, and she probably you know is going to overlook Arya to a certain extent, but she's going to turn on Arya, and they're all going to come back to basically ultimately be her demise yeah right i think that Arya becomes the lord or the lady of winterfell well not winterfell but with gendry oh sick stormlands Stormlands. i think she she finally lays down the sword and becomes a lady i'm hoping for an epilogue tonight because it would really help with some of the holes that they've had and where we need to learn more because like this whole jamie thing would kind of be cooler if like we finish and we get to check in with brienne and she's pregnant with jamie's baby you know, that'd be kind of cool. Probably that'd be and rad. So, so so maybe Tyrion dies and they think that that's the end of the Lannister line, but... Right. You're going to so, have you're gonna have Sansa, you know, is obviously going to... Whatever with Sansa. But like, Jon going north of the Wall, I don't I don't think we've seen the last of Tormund. It wouldn't be surprise me if we saw them reunited in the Wall. And I'm hoping, because you guys know how I feel about this ghost thing, yeah. that I'm hoping that we see Jon at the Wall with ghosts and then I can just freaking get my panties gets, finally, unbunched. Finally I, I, th- I think they're the going to give us a little bit of that, a little bit of Tormund. Uh, so I was going to say, uh, I saw a video on YouTube of somebody posting deleted scenes that helped explain a few things. 
that uh, that left the story arc a little incomplete. I have never looked forward um, to a DVD release in my life than when they put this out and we get the director's cut. We get all the we get all the added deleted scenes because um, that, that I think that'll help explain a lot. Yeah. Now, now uh, to your point about Arya. There was a scene, I think it was last, no, a couple of seasons ago when she was talking to the, uh, the the play actor, actress lady. Remember? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what do you want out of your life? And she said, well, Esteros is east, Westeros is west. I don't know what's west of Westeros. That's what I want, is to find out what's west of Westeros. So maybe the final scene is her, her wandering Ooh, or spurning Gendry to hop on a boat in fucking Davos going out as far west as he can go. And then we can see where the end of the earth is. <laughs> There's got to be an end somewhere. Is this like the flat earth or Westeros theory? I love it. I love it. Well, boys, we're, we got 25 minutes until this episode airs. Uh, for those of you listening, I'm not going to edit anything. I'm taking this raw, and I'm just going to post it straight up, because I want to get it out there. But we did Ooh, it. Maybe I like We've it made raw. it. We made it. And we, we even touched on sports. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Uh, a bit. Do you, think, do you think that the Portland Trailblazers can win game four no. in Portland? No. No? No. Nah, I don't think they have anything to play for. Anymore. Sean, do you think that San Jose has any shot at winning game six at home? Uh, yes. No, they just lost game five at home. So game six on the road. Yes. In St. Louis. Game six, they can win. Okay. I think I, I think it's going to wind up being San Jose in, in Boston for some reason. San Jose has been, uh, they've had a lot of things go their way. Yeah. I don't know. We did it, guys. We did it. Angels lost today. Hey, prepare yourself now, Sean. I know you were heated about that. I'm letting you know. Brand Stark is going to be the ruler of Westeros. It's happening. I, I have money on you it. Might, you might see me stand up and just walk out of your house. That, that may be what happens today. Sean flips a table. Of, Fuck it. I'm out. Done. <laughs> well, from those of us here at uh, Westeros Sports, we hope you speak easy. And if Brand Stark is the ruler of Westeros, y'all can just suck it. These fucking writers can suck it, I tell you. I'm not, I'm just upset. Yeah, fuck Benny off. We still miss you, Dave. We love you, Casey. These guys are dicks. <laughs>